Yo. Hi. Got any tooth news? Not really. No. Did you brush? Uh, kind of. <laughs> Very gingerly. I think I'm. You're I, past measuring by days and into weeks. <laughs> I think. Well, to be honest, I he was like super surprised that uh, my tooth had done so well without a crown, going almost seven years, and I think that that's my secret. Is that I take very shitty care of my teeth. Oh, okay. That's and the... I think that's my secret as to why my teeth are in good shape. Hmm. I don't understand that <laughs> at all. My gums are terrible. Mm-hmm. That's probably why my teeth will fall out is the gums will recede from them. What is? But the, ra- the actual chompers in good shape. What's the ratio of people that don't have any... Uh, fake teeth or anything, whether it's singles or full dentures or missing teeth. Like, the point is, what, what, what is the, what is the, but that's my point. Like, it's obviously going to keep going, but we're to the age where, like, people that we know have dentures. Like, sure. It's, it's, I mean, my mom had, like, I don't, it, like, I don't know if it was a full fake tooth or, like, part of a fake tooth, but that was, like, when she was a teenager or something. This chair isn't all the way down. Oh, oh no. Oh, the it. chair that nobody is using isn't all the way down. Why isn't it going down? Why are, why are you obsessing over it? Because I like to put my arm on it, and then when it's up here, that's not comfy. <laughs> but if it's down... Your own chair has comfy. arms. Not right here. Then do what I do and put it on the, the table. I can't. Then I would be looking the same way you are and not at you. I just feel like you have problems. That might be true. What else you got going this week? Uh, it's been like a it's it's a very socially busy week. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to do uh, pub trivia with friend of the show Tiffany, mm-hmm. uh, who by the way is apparently is getting a new neighbor that we know. Uh, yeah, that's weird. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh. Then, so is this trivia about pubs? No, this is trivia <laughs> at a pub. It's about parks and recreation. Parks and recreation. Uh, so the show, not the thing. The I, I've never seen the show. I think I saw an episode and was not impressed with it. Okay. Um, does it have uh, what's his name? Chris Pratt. No. Adam. Uh, uh, I almost said driver. Uh, not Adam Driver, not Adam McKay. It does it have the, it has the uh, the comedian of ethnicity, Aziz Ansari. Yes, yes, it has. Okay, yeah, I've seen uh, like an episode and was not into it. Okay. Uh, anyway, but I had people recently at work telling me that I very much remind them of one of the characters, and they like I've made fun of somebody, mm-hmm. and they were like, "You got jammed," and. Uh, <laughs> And then they tried telling me about it, and I don't understand the context at all. And they said it's just somebody that is making fun of people or something. It's like a huge D-bag on the show, yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a giant bag of douche. Yeah, good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then Friday, we're doing our thing, having a, a boys' night out and then in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, did I tell you about uh, Saxophone Ryan might be our secret weapon? 
Yes. Okay. Good. But you can tell the podcast what we're doing and why. Oh, okay. I thought. Okay, I didn't know. So we're we've got an escape room for uh, the two of us, Ben and Saxophone Ryan. Escape room stories made me jealous. Yeah. Um. So I'm really looking forward to it. Saxophone Ryan would not win at your pub contest. No. But yeah. he is has like a superpower. At least like I I remember tenth grade English class. We had to do word searches. That's how shitty of a teacher we had. Mm-hmm. That would be our 10th grade one hour and 15 minute class was here's a word search. Don't fucking talk to me. I'm going to read about <laughs> that was the entire World War class. II. That was our class period. He handed wow. out a word search and then you did the word search every Monday. I had to work in English in 10th grade. But uh, saxophone Ryan was like. It, it was like uh, the idiot savant. Right. Like he could completely just. He was Forrest Gump and word searches were his running. Yes. It was incredible the way he would do it. So I think that there is a good possibility that he's going to be our secret weapon. All right. Um, so I'm pattern recognition, I feel like, is good. It would be a, is a good thing to have in an escape room. Yeah. Um, what are you anticipating with the I didn't I had never been. It was pretty much what I expected, but. I, I, I just figure it's a bunch of. um. It's just going to be a series of puzzles, obvious and non-obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've haven't been like I've been trying to stay away from like here's how you solve everything, but I've been looking a little, a little bit into theory, mm-hmm. and it seems about half of escape room. It's it's pretty much down the middle. Half of escape room designers do red herrings, and half of them don't. So. That'll be something to look out for. So that was a problem that I ran into, uh, which I think we we talked a little bit about how I definitely enjoyed it more when it was just our group. Mm -hmm. Um, But what was happening was I made the mistake, and I think I'm not going to do this, uh, especially if there's other people there, uh, because fuck them. But um, the ones that it worked, we would kind of go in, we would assess the room. So we would pull on things, we'd lift things up, we'd feel around trying to see what looks because. Part of it is like there's literally things that are hidden, right? Like there was one where we just had to have a key that was hidden under a piece of the floor. Yeah. And I found it. I figured it out eventually, but we were hung up on physically finding something. It wasn't a brain thing that we were trying to figure out. It was physically mm-hmm. where is something. Um, but I made the mistake for the one that I really didn't enjoy of trying to do that still. Like that would be step one for me. Yeah. But the problem was is that was step one for me. So I ended up being the guy that's looking around on stuff, trying to find things while other people found stuff and just started straight in on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you need a good project manager. Yeah. Like that is a very important role. Well, but uh, depending on how the room is set up or whatever, there's times when you're going on one thing and somebody else is going on another. And right. Then you need, so, um, but you still need somebody who's just like, okay, here's all the things like – we have these bottles, and uh, that light switch is weird, and this thing, here's all the things that need to happen, and like these are the things that are still outstanding. Yeah. Uh, there's this code. We have this lock that has six letters or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it, do, it is easier with the shorthand of having people that you know. Yeah. And you don't call them whores. Because I did. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. It should be good. Um, so we, we, uh, I'm not a news guy at all, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of just in the past two days. My son is a douchebag. He left that refrigerator sit open. Cool. Uh, do you want me to vamp while you go shut it? Yeah. So, uh, 
I had a friend who made his like twelfth Facebook account, and every time he makes a new one, it pisses me off. Because then he's like, "Hey, do you want to be friends with this friend you've been f- befriended twelve times before?" It's like, "Great, all right." Are they still active? These account, the other, these other accounts, or is I he have deleting a feeling and they just new? like lose their password and just like rather than do anything, just like, "All right, burn that to the ground," hmm. or they don't know how to unfriend people. When okay. They're assholes in their life. Like every time they get into a new relationship, they just burn it. Yeah. Possibly. Uh, so we, like we hadn't talked in a while. We were chatting back and forth. Um, he asked me what's new, and I was like, "Oh, I just started a new job a few months ago. Uh, you know, you know, making more money now, so that's good." And he's like, "Oh, that's awesome, man! Congratulations! God is good." And I just like sat there staring at my screen, going, "I don't know." Was that not? this person before no okay well i i don't know like to me they were always somebody to whom that didn't matter uh but to do i know like this a person? forward being like a forward part of their personality like i know that they've also had like uh potentially um they've had a tough go of it mm-hmm. so there may be like 12 steps Okay. Kind of influence there or something. I don't know. Uh, Do I know this person? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so it was just weird. I mean, especially because since we were kids, you know, I didn't really hang out with him in high school. It was more beforehand. Um, and so my I, our identities as religious or non-religious people were just we were kids. Yeah. So. But it's always weird. I didn't know. So I just like pivoted real hard. Just like, oh, you know. Didn't even Baseball. Did, just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, look, a butterfly. <laughs> Via text. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, like the news thing that, that I've kind of really been digging into. Sure. Is this whole, like, uh, uh, is it Amanda Geyer, the, the Dallas shooting? I think it's Dallas. Oh, yeah. this at all? Mm-hmm. Uh, how fucked up is this story, dude? The fact like, that they would, like, issue a warrant for the dude after the effect, or, like, a search warrant after the fact, and, like, we issued a warrant, we found weed, Isn't it? therefore a cr- she's probably she probably did the right thing. Isn't it a crime scene, though? Can't they search if it's a crime scene? I mean, you would yeah. Think. So why would they need I, to issue the warrant? I don't know. Maybe it's, like, outside of scope or something. I don't know. Uh, the whole but thing they, is but so But they issued up. a warrant, and then they came out and said the dude had weed in his, in his apartment. Yes. And it's ten, like, wh- 10.4 a, why grams. did you do that s- search warrant? Why are you publicly saying dude had weed in his... You're just all... Literally, all, all the only thing I could do, I could think that they're trying to do, is influence uh, potential jurors. Uh, like, well, well, let's look at the rundown. He sounds like a pretty terrible dude. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, he worked... I think he had a master's degree. Mm-hmm. He worked with uh, special needs kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, like, sang in his gospel choir uh, for church. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was black. Yeah. And he had weed. <laughs> but yet, those only, the, only the last two things matter. Uh, that's true. That is the only... <laughs> <laughs> it's so frustrating. And by the like, way, he was just chilling in his own apartment. He was, like, making dinner or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he was... It's so, I don't know. The whole thing just is, and it has so many questions. Like that's why I think why it's so crazy to me is that like, you know, is it a, is it a cop shooting? Is it not? Is it, uh, is this, is the state or the county at fault? Like what if she worked 60 hours previously to that? Mm -hmm. Is he at fault because she said he didn't listen to commands, right? 
Yeah. But if you if you're at home making dinner, all of a sudden somebody opens the door and starts giving you commands. Are you going to think that it's a cop? Right. Or are you going to think you're getting held up or something? Well, I mean, and this is also shooting somebody because they're not listening to commands. That has like deaf people have been murdered before because of that. Yes. Uh, you know, and uh, mentally challenged people like. God, I'm not going to say that being a police officer is easy because I know it's fucking your life is on the line well, every time you're out there. Yep. And, and we sure also, every time we do that, we, we get to play Monday morning quarterback for like years. Yes. But I feel like while the line is fuzzy, you can see people crossing it more now. And it could just be a thing that, you know, the news gets out better. Sure. But I feel like it, we're, our eyes are definitely opening up to it. Whether it has become an epidemic or we are just now realizing that it has always been an epidemic. Yep. The fact is there are so many just completely wrong shootings. I don't know. I, I just, this one and then like one neighbor says they didn't hear anything until they heard gunshots. The other one was saying she was saying let me in. Which contradicts? She said she claimed the door was open. She claimed the door was not was not not just unlocked; it was open. Yeah, which jar. seems odd. Like, what if you're maybe if you're in a home, if you're in a house, a freestanding dwelling, mm-hmm. maybe the door would be open. But I get the feeling you wouldn't be doing that in an apartment. Um, I, I guess have, maybe if it opens to lived, the outside. I have lived, uh, you know, as a kid, I have lived in apartments where. That wouldn't be unusual, and I've lived in apartments where you definitely shouldn't do that. So I don't know what style, what kind of, what the neighborhood was and things like that. Uh, but it didn't sound like this was like open, like a screen door, or like like open, open. It sounded like it was, it was cocked, like it was to the point of being closed, and then right. she was able to push it open because she said she went to unlock it. So it's not like it was completely hanging open. Right. I don't, I don't know, like you have no benefit to having the door almost closed, but not latched. I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it, just the whole thing. Cross breeze with an open window. There the are whole, tons of reasons. The fact is it's fucking tragic. Uh, no, and absolutely. It's That's what's stupid. Like it's, it's a dumb mistake on her part, but then like, I don't think that this can be held as a cop shooting, but at the same time, the fact that she was a cop played into her actions. But she's also making the claim, I'm a cop. I'm telling you to do something. That's why I shot. Right. So she might be off duty, but if she's in position of I'm being a cop right now mm-hmm. and then shoots. Yeah. I, I don't but she was I'm a, not pretending I have these answers. Yeah. So don't don't and, mistake yeah. anything and that and I'm all, saying. All from, we can do is is talk and speculate and, yeah. and bullshit because neither of us have ever been cops. And, you know, we're thousands of miles away from this. But. Uh, it's one thing to get called to a scene and then react and another to just be out in the world and then react. And so the fact that she was a cop influenced her actions, but (laughs) there is a difference between, um, being called to a scene and reacting and then just I agree and I'm not even saying I don't even know what I'm advocating here I'm just saying like Mm -hmm. if she is making the argument that he didn't listen to me because I was giving him commands and she's playing the cop card she's making it on duty I don't know it's uh 
it's a weird thing that I think I'm going to, like I, like I said, I'm not a news junkie by any means, but every once in a while, something just catches my attention. That, and they, the thing that sucks is they take so long for any of it. Like it's going to fade away and I'm going to forget about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nuts though. And it yeah. sucks. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Like if it weren't so tra- like it, if it weren't so tragic, it'd be funny. Like that's a pretty stupid headline. But the fact yeah. that it involved death makes it very much yeah. not funny. Yeah, no, it's not. Like, it, I, I get what you're saying. If, yeah. if the dude had got shot in the leg or whatever, mm-hmm. and, you know, he could take out his 15 minutes or whatever. and, and or, But, uh, yeah, it was the worst mm-hmm. reaction or worst worst uh, outcome. outcome that you could come up with. Yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> Two for two on Death Talk. <laughs> I, decided, I decided that we've got like uh we've got uh uh pits perverts and uh or incest pits and perverts we've got little audio for. Mm-hmm. Uh we got a couple other like audio things, right? But they don't come up that often. We need one for like remake me cures racism <laughs> or like remake me discusses remake me talks about death for no reason. <laughs> or like sexism, like <laughs> these heavy things that all of a sudden randomly would be like let's yeah. dig into this yeah mm-hmm. let's solve this should women have the vote <laughs> uh what's the have you ever done anything uh really misogynist i mean probably uh i don't know nothing that i can think of i've done things in I, I mean, not just misogynistic, but like, I've made plenty of jokes in poor taste uh, that were espousing a view that I don't actually believe. Yeah, that's the worst that I could come up with because I was thinking about this recently, like, because yeah. I was trying to figure out like the to turn the Me Too thing around or whatever, mm-hmm. and like I think that's the worst thing that I've done is say something that i don't agree like i'd make a joke about my wife needs to stay in the kitchen or something right yeah but that's the joke is that i don't believe that so i'm Mm -hmm. saying it um yeah basically we're amazing (laughs) we are good people i mean like the worst thing happens on a regular basis you know i'll just uh when marianne says something i'll just be like woman come on or something like that yeah and it's plain misogynistic and also it's a, a little bit of a clueless reference Whatever happened to her? Did she go crazy? Was she one of the women that went crazy? Um, I just said women's that went crazy. Okay, two things. One, she recently did a PETA ad where she showed her butt, and it was amazing still, even though she's like... 45? Late 40s. Maybe mid-40s, I don't know. And second, she didn't go crazy, but like, she's one of those people that like breastfeeds way too late okay that's what i that's what i that's what it was i knew there was something uh that she was making a big stance on that was causing controversy yeah that's what i was like crazy um not jenny mccarthy crazy but no uh, no 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 not even close no yeah yeah okay good um anything else you want to dive into new nightmare i got nothing synopsis uh Wes Craven decides to make a new Freddy movie and uh, Freddy happens 
but like in reality. Okay. But it's also the movie. Okay. But it's also reality. Mm-hmm. Question mark? It's a snake eating its tail of reality <laughs> and movie and and not. Overall yes. thoughts? Uh, I don't know that it holds up uh, perfectly, but I feel like if I watched this in the early 90s, it would have been great. I feel like all of the ideas and the concepts and everything and the meta-ness and the wraparound and the snake eating its tail is great. Mm-hmm. However, anytime it comes to any horror action, it falls totally flat. Okay. Well, I'll say most of the time. The ending isn't great. Uh, yeah. Um, and we could talk about this specifically, but I think like the, the, the this is like, obviously, hopefully it's obvious why I paired these two together. Not just because it's Wes Craven, but these are like him uh, diving in and examining the genre, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like his precursor to Scream, almost in that way. Doesn't he? Doesn't he do in another one of the Screams? Doesn't he do the meta thing? All of them are. That's no, but like thing. where it's like he's on set making a Scream movie, and Scream is happening around him. Uh, there's a movie called Stab that's made in two, three, and four. So like stab is being made or stab is coming out in theaters and then they're making the sequel in two and three and four they're up to like stab 17 maybe one of, or something maybe one of the scary movies got Wes craven maybe that's what i'm thinking of i don't know they could have just been like uh andy dick playing him or something i don't know <laughs> i was trying to think who was shitty enough to be in a scary movie and andy dick is shitty enough to be yeah. in a scary movie I don't like Andy Dick. No, he's a he's a huge misogynistic, just just completely horrible person. You know who else I've decided I don't like is Who's Nor- that? Norm Macdonald. Huh. So, so for years I hung on to the fact that I liked him. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it was he was on he was the news update guy. Weekend on update. Sat- weekend update on Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. during the and- OJ trial. And, and he had some great OJ stuff. And I think I liked that. Mm-hmm. And I loved Dirty Work. Yeah, it's loved a great movie. Dirty Work. However, everything else that I feel like I've ever seen him in, I'm like, oh, he missed the mark on that. Oh, he missed the mark on that. And then enough times, and he has a new TV show. Have you seen this show? The one on Netflix? Yes. Yeah. It's fucking terrible. Hmm. Uh, because I don't think he is funny. Like, did uh, you did you watch him on the a roast? I don't remember of who. He was on some roast. Yes, I did. And it, I thought it was amazing. It was a great set. It was the worst because I loved it, it. It was no, it was like his joke was I'm not being funny. Yes. And it was fucking it was not funny. I I enjoyed it. Oh. I it made me feel it's, you know, it is going for it is going for Kaufman. It is not uh, it is not I'm not putting them side by side by any means. But it was Kaufman-esque. It was going. For, it was pushing that boundary. Mm-hmm. And I think anytime a comedian has the balls to do that, like I think he is the best, most famous comedian in recent memory to kind of do that, uh, to do that successfully. And you know, if he, I think he was at a part uh, in uh, being on Saturday Night Live and stuff that if he had gone more of like, you know, the Seinfeld or Adam Sandler or anything that kind of pushed towards that he would have been a big star Mm -hmm. but he pushed to the other and it hurt his career definitely but i think that that takes balls uh go to youtube there is a he's on conan o'brien the like original conan o'brien show 
uh, and he tells a joke about a moth. And it's like seven minutes long, and I love it. Uh, and I realized this is unfair. I said I don't like Andy Dick, and I feel like I don't like Andy Dick's material, uh, his work, or him as a person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Norm MacDonald, I I don't think I have a problem with in any way other than his humor, for the record. So basically, who would I have he over the podcast? He has said some stuff that I don't agree with. There's, yeah, I, I don't know. Life. I don't know. but I think he said some, some not cool stuff about Louis C.K. Yeah. Um, but if I remember correctly, I'm, I hope I'm not slandering him right now. Hmm. Regardless. Yeah. Anyway, uh, new nightmare. Yes. So, so we open on Freddy Krueger, obviously building a new glove. He's building like a robot hand, yeah. not just a new glove, but he's, a robot hand. He's a robot. Which he's, makes sense. Like that's the next, it. that's the next step that this would take. Yeah. So you, you, we haven't seen it. We haven't watched him for this, but through three, four, five and six. So six is Freddie's dead. He gets killed and he's basically turned into a cartoon character by this point. Part six literally has him on a broom impersonating the wicked witch of the West inside of a video game using the power glove. Okay. It's just, it was it was it simultaneously released with the wizard? No, uh, Roseanne Barr and Tom Arnold have cameos in Freddy's Dead, so they've totally jumped the shark, and he's not scary anymore. He's goofy, and you can kind of, even though you you haven't seen that, you know that from watching the movie that that's what they say, right? Yeah. <clears throat> um. So, that's obviously the next step is he's going to become a robot. Makes sense. You see him cutting his arm off, and then you realize you're on a movie set where they're making a Freddy Krueger movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I assume you started filling in the gaps there. You kind of saw where this movie was going at all? Um, I almost said something last week, but I thought that this, I thought that this was the one about Wes Craven making a Freddy movie. Oh, okay. Uh, so I kind of knew that going in. Oh, okay. Uh, but, yeah. We're like... Yeah, cut that hard. And it's like, okay. I did not recognize Heather Langenkamp. Yep. Um, but you figured out that Heather Langenkamp is playing herself in this movie. And she about is about two thirds of the way in, I think. Uh, she's the star of one. Yeah. She's in three as well, which you haven't seen. <clears throat> um, but the thing that's cool is th- this movie very very much mixes real life with this right so Mm -hmm. she plays herself she has a husband that is in special effects her and her husband have been out of do she's not in that much stuff because they're doing the special effects company that's based on real life Wes Craven's in it he plays himself Robert England's in it he plays himself Bob Shea is the executive and and founder of New Line he plays himself he was the bartender at the gay bar in part two which you did see he had okay. a cameo. Yeah. Uh, so he's in two of the Freddy movies, one where he plays himself, one where he plays the leather bartender. Um, the guy who plays her dad, isn't it? Uh, the guy that plays her dad. There's some cameos at a funeral scene of like Rob, the the biker boyfriend or the, the leather jacketed boyfriend from part one. He's in the at the funeral and there's okay. a lot of little things like that that's in there. Um, I think her mom might be in there from part one uh is there um so there's a lot of those real life things and he's and uh craven said as he was writing it like he it started to mix into real life like he was talking about writing he was thinking about trying to come up with some disaster or something and then the real life earthquakes happened so he wrote those into the movie so like 
that's kind of fucked up. Like there's a degree of like, he really did have nightmares. That's how he writes his movies and he writes about them. And then he wants to have an earthquake and then earthquakes happen or what? Like, it's very cool. Yeah. That's um, cool. So, uh, speaking of earthquakes, there's an earth. So it turns out the beginning was a dream. I thought we were going to talk about the natural disasters. Earthquake and typhoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, who later became tugboat typhoon became tugboat and then he went to wcw mm-hmm. and became the Shockmaster, you f- which is the greatest piece of television wrestling or non in the history you of, still of i broadcast think you television. should have met the Shockmaster. you had the opportunity you talked about it the whole weekend we were there at horror hound and you didn't do it you could have taken a I picture talk with about him the whole weekend but i yeah i don't know at multiple points throughout the weekend he looked sad yeah, and that's all the more reason to go give him $10 to get a picture taken with him. Maybe. Too late. It's the one that got away. Yep. Uh, earthquakes. I was, I was never a Typhoon fan. I was a big Earthquake fan, but he's dead now. He is. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So, yeah, the opening was uh, a dream, and there's an earthquake. So, okay, earthquake, immediately they get up out of bed and get in the doorway. Mm-hmm. Smart. Then their kids start screaming, and they're like, oh, my God, we have a kid. So they <laughs> run and get the kid. Rather than grab the kid into a doorway, they just, like, pile. They just dog pile on top of him. And, like, no. Yes. That's not that's not keeping him safe. Uh, I know that's what you're trying to do. Yes. That's not how you do it. <laughs> uh, Bad parents. <clears throat> Bad. Heather has to go to a, a talk show. Mm-hmm. So she goes on a talk show. And... Uh, there's a, um, I, I love because there's um, a dozen people dressed as Freddy in the audience, a varying degree of shittiness. Yeah, <laughs> like, I appreciate it. I that. love that because th- there are very few people that could because it's such a, like you can be Jason and look cool or or Michael Myers and look cool pretty easily because mm-hmm. that is a mask that they're wearing. Yeah. Freddie is supposed to be a person, so you have to look like that character, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a heavily makeup effect. So there is a ton of shitty, shitty Freddies out there, yeah. and a lot of them were in this movie. And I loved, like, there was one in particular that was fucking ridiculous. It looked like the human equivalent of like a rubber chicken head. Yeah, I, I liked that he went in and was like high five and like banged claws with somebody, but like that could have been plastic claws. You could have just like totally fucking ruined them. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, Robert England does come out as Freddy, but as Robert England as Freddy in the movie. Yeah. And he looks great. Yeah, because he's supposed to. <laughs> yes, exactly. He's had the full makeup job backstage. Yep. But he's a rock star. Like, yeah. you're, you're seeing, like, this is pretty fucked up as a society that this pedophile child murderer mm-hmm. is being cheered at as a rock star now. And yeah. there's this amazing shot that's, like, when I think about this movie, I think about the shot with with him uh, the silhouette of him mm-hmm. and he's just like waving to the crowd with one claw and he's a fucking rock star. Yeah. That's messed up. Like in real life, mm-hmm. that's messed up. Yeah. And in the movie is supposed to be real life. That's supposed to be messed up. Yeah. Which is a cool thing for Wes Craven to recognize. Yeah, exactly. Too uh, bad none of the rest of them do that. <laughs> uh, so uh, they then they grab Nancy. I'm sorry, they grab Heather and like, we want you to do nancy again we want you to make another freddy movie mm-hmm. oh by the way we've had your husband be working on a glove the whole time yes exactly uh uh she, that's where we get the bob shea cameo right mm-hmm. um and uh does her husband uh, meet his end here soon yeah pretty close yeah uh, 
uh, her kid has, uh, he starts, what is, what is the catalyst? Is it when he foams in the mouth and... Her son's having problems. He's yeah. having nightmares. He's reciting lines from the the Friday, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Uh, and his, his stuffed toy got clawed. Yep. Uh, so, so things are going poorly. Like I some really thought Rex was going to play a bigger role at the end. He seems like he should have, right? Yeah, because he, like, he said that he guarded him. He kept Freddy down at the end of the bed. So I thought that there was going to be something special about Rex or, like, Maybe his dad's soul was going to go into it or something. Mm -hmm. Like, there was going to be something special, but no, Freddy just destroys it at the end. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, he, he, who would have thought that stuffed animal was no match for an actual demon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so his dad is trying to drive home, and he starts to nod in and out and falling asleep. Mm -hmm. um, and Freddy gets him. He's able to come through the car, uh, merge into our reality, right? Yeah. Uh, it's the, I think it's the he's taking possession of the prosthetic hand. Okay. Because he takes off and then they because the prosthetic hand is there, uh -huh. and then in the trailer and then he gets the phone call that uh, kid's sick. He runs off and they pan back and the hand's gone. Okay. So my, I'm guessing that the hand, like in the dream, got into the car. Okay. And that's Maybe. how he got through. Okay. Because if you look, it's not an arm; it's just the hand. Mm -hmm. that kills him sure because um, it's attached at the wrist so that's something that i do think the movie could have done better is that i'm confused a lot of the time uh, obviously you're supposed to be unsure if this is real or if this is a dream mm -hmm. but i don't know do you have to be i don't know what the dream rules are with this do you have to be sleeping for anything to happen or is it just that he is merging himself with our world because i don't think that I the dreams think... are a big thing right anymore right no, every time he comes into the world, someone is asleep. At the funeral, Heather falls asleep at she the funeral hits, of her husband? She lunges at the casket and hits her head and is knocked unconscious. Okay. Um, and then but I felt she come, when her, then, you know, the guy who played her dad shakes her, she comes to, and that's when she snaps out of it. Okay. Um, I, I had, maybe I'm just an idiot. That's always a possibility. Uh, a very large possibility uh, but i definitely had a degree of of uh unsure about whether or not because yeah. they all they say is he's merging with our reality but that didn't say that he still has to follow the dream so 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 they're having they're having nightmares and i think he's trying to use the kid as a conduit into our reality but he can only do that when the kid's asleep and so that's why the kid falls asleep in the end and gets to kill the babysitter, uh, and then he sleepwalks uh, until she takes the pills, falls asleep, and goes down into the world with him. Yes. Um, I did like the recurring thing in this movie where it was like going down a tunnel, so you're like going down a rabbit hole. Yeah. They did that a couple times, both with the casket. She was climbing through it and then like going into the bed, mm -hmm. following Dylan down in the bed. Yeah. I thought that was done really well. I like the film that it does a lot of callbacks to the very first Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, with the babysitter getting clawed up. The babysitter, up the, the scene where he like rises from the bed mm -hmm. and the the peels it off of himself. Yeah. Uh, I like the steps, like the steps turning into mud or muck or whatever. Mm -hmm. They redo that. They do a lot of those things like that. She's sitting there with coffee on her bedside. 
uh, a lot of those things that they do they do really really well mm-hmm. um one of the drafts uh Wes Craven f- played a bigger part and he went crazy in the movie and like cut his eyelids off and stuff so he wasn't falling asleep so like I love hearing about these crazy ass in- incarnations of these movies yeah um that that never made it Peter Jackson uh wrote and pitched uh a Nightmare on Elm Street movie I don't know where it fell chronolog- fell chronologically. I think instead of six, they were they were considering going with his. Okay. And Peter Jackson's take was, uh, Freddy is is everybody knows about Freddy. He's kind of old news at this point. Um, he's got a cult that really likes him, and they call him Fredheads. But he's so old news at this point that kids will like consciously go to sleep, and then like find him and like beat him up like he's a homeless dude basically. <laughs> And they'll just fuck with him. Right. Um, And like, it's those crazy visions. Like, I wish that we could like, I, everybody complains like how things get diluted and things like that. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I want to see a new one of these every month. Like, because you're a crazy person. uh, Just no, my whole point is, is just seeing the different things that people can do with these concepts. It doesn't hurt anything. Like everything that's still good still exists. When, when they put out a movie, they want it to make money. If you put out a new movie every month starring Freddy, they're not going to make money. I, I'm i well aware of that. My point is, is fans that bitch, like, stop doing these already. Yeah. Th- that's that. what I'm talking about. I'm not saying that I really think that that's possible. I'm saying as a fan, mm-hmm. I don't care what crazy ass idea is because you're going to have some that that stick that are good. But at the same time you could have a really good franchise and then they go with the crazy idea and it completely holds the franchise. I I understand. I know. I This I, is a hypothetical for me saying I get it. In a world where money is not a thing that it would be awesome in order to have the crazy ass ideas coming through. Okay. You don't watch Harry Potter, never mind. Sorry. In the Harry Potter universe, they have a type of candy, uh, which is somebody's every flavor beans, right? And they're jelly beans, uh, and every every one is a unique flavor. Okay. So they could be delicious, or you could eat a vomit one. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you're eating them and you're like, oh, watermelon, oh, raspberry pie, oh, this one is like a complete Thanksgiving meal. Oh, this one was poop. I don't think I want to eat it anymore after I get the poop jelly bean. Yeah, no, I would totally eat it. Okay. Okay. Uh, at least for this analogy so that I can like, <laughs> stick my landing. Uh, you stuck your landing in poop. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Um, so the big point for me where I start having contention with like, this is what you want. This is what you want to like do with freddy in real life right freddy is real and you're gonna have him have a giant claw that can lift a kid up and hang him above the highway yeah i hate that that it seems like so many more things you can do with it the dragon like the the him fucking with the family him killing the babysitter in front of the kid that's great yeah I don't have any problems with that. I think uh, it would have been better if Freddy affected traffic rather than affecting him. But I guess 
he's the one that's sleepwalking, so he's the only one that he can affect. So I guess, to be fair, it does play by its own rules doing that. Okay, sure. I but, just yeah, I agree. The visual of a giant best. hand holding him up. Yeah. Um. And then we end up having our big final battle, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Can I just say before we go on? Yes. Chase was the, was my favorite character, and I'm sad that he bit it so early on. The guy. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Miko Hughes, though, for a little kid, does a great job, right? Yeah. He was the uh, boys have a penis, girls have a vagina yep. kid. Um, he was at a convention that we were at and, uh, we were very drunk and like there was a guy dressed as princess Leia walking around with Miko Hughes and some other people and us and me. And he was, Miko Hughes was dragging this guy around on a leash The the guy dressed as princess Leia was crawling on the ground in the hotel. All right then. <laughs> Sounds like you you get up to some shenanigans at some of these cons. There, uh, yeah, there's pictures of that somewhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so it, it's it's like I, I wrote I made the note Alice in Wonderland. Like it feels like that going down the rabbit hole and you don't know where you're going to end up. Yeah, uh, I don't have a lot more to add to that other than I wrote it and I wanted to say it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it goes for the Hansel and Gretel ending, which. which the, uh, the tension, okay, so for some reason in this ancient place, there is like a stove or something that is metal, has a metal door that only opens up halfway. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then when you go inside. There's uh, plenty of room for activities. Yeah, <laughs> plenty of room for activities and the fire only going a little bit. Yes. Because uh, it's got a dial or something on the side, apparently, that you can turn up. Right. And so Miko goes in and Freddy gets stuck. Right? And so he's like going back into the back so that Freddy can't get him. And for a second, you think, okay, Freddy, how is Freddy going to break through? Yes. But then he starts elongating his arm. Yes. Because and then you remember, oh, that's a thing Freddy can do. Why hasn't he just done it already? Yes, he's because he's why? really working hard to stretch that arm, right? Like, why does it take three minutes while he, his mom he waits swatted, for muck? He swatted at him, at the kid, for three minutes, mm-hmm. and then finally decides to start stretching. And he's, like, really reaching. This is me trying hard to get the remote off the floor without actually getting up. Like, yeah. I just keep stretching and keep stretching, mm-hmm. taking way longer than if I would have just done it right the first time. Yeah. Uh, so so yes so we have this eternal demonic creature yes an ancient being that in this realm can stretch his arm this is his realm that this can, is where he's at yes, his most can powerful. stretch his arm but can't either bend the metal or squeeze in a little bit more in order to fit his entire body through also can't stretch his arm in a timely manner also couldn't just make the kid come to him like he can control other things right he was just giant in the sky <laughs> yeah. uh i okay so so they end up getting flip-flopped right their positions change mm-hmm. freddie ends up inside there can i say something that i really did like before sure they're running through and there's like these giant urns they get knocked over and it just had like eels in it 
Mm-hmm. I loved that because that feels the same amount of bizarre, creepy absurdity as like the sheep in the first one. Remember when there's a sheep yeah. in the just, randomly. just a sheep in randomly the in the hallway of the 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 high school like yeah. that's amazing to me. Like it's absurd. It's a little weird. It's creepy. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Uh, however, but you end up with Freddie inside of this giant stove right i mean like a crematorium almost right Mm -hmm. uh so he needs to come up with a way to get some sort of physical hold grasp on heather and her child so what does he do uh you remember that he can also stick out his tongue he can stretch his tongue so Mm -hmm. he wraps his tongue around her completely uh in the most absurd like laffy taffy way Mm -hmm. uh and he's his tongue goes super long and wraps around. But to be fair, like when I think about what are Freddy's powers, I mean, other than the fact that he can turn into a car, uh, from like the first movie, it's the stretchy arms and the tongue through the phone. Okay. So it is ar- stretchy arms and tongue. Okay. Kind of his thing. So you've so also... I kind of appreciated it, even though it looked dumb. Okay. Uh. However, you still haven't seen three, four, five, and six when he can do all of these other fucking insane things. He turns into paper. Okay. There's a a kid that's really into comic books. So he turns himself into comic book, like a two dimensional comic book. Hmm. And like cuts up the kid because the kid is paper. So my point is, he's done a ton of stupid shit. Like, you're you're saying this because you're focusing on one, and you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. Well, that's what this movie is trying to do. You're right. right. You're absolutely right. You're 100% right. Um, I'm saying that I have been... Like, there's too many of these fucking movies. They need to just make one of these movies, and then be done with it. I thought you wanted one a month. Oh, shit. That was my joke, by the way. Yeah, I know. Okay, good. Uh, that's why I was playing with I know, it. I know, I know. Uh so that's a good point, but it doesn't mean it doesn't look fucking absurd. And then you have the the kid. You've got Dylan trying to stab a moving tongue mm-hmm. on the ground that looks fucking absurd. Which he's holding down and trying to stab like the end. Yes. Why not stab the other end that you're holding down? <laughs> because Kids then you couldn't stupid. split the end of the tongue mm-hmm. and have it be a serpent's tongue yeah. as he's doing that, right? But my favorite shot here, and by favorite, I mean fucking worst shot, is when Freddy is holding his mouth open, his tongue is hanging out, and his eyes are all wide and scared, right? Oh, oh my God. I am a demonic creature that has been around since the dawn of time, mm-hmm. presumably. Uh that is being thwarted by a five-year-old with a small knife because he sliced my tongue. Mm-hmm. And put me in a crematorium. What the fuck? This is so small. Like, the, the, he, what Craven did this so great. Like, he created this, this mythology of this is real or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would have been happier having them keep fighting and all of a sudden, like, poof, they're back in their bed because Wes Craven finished typing and wrote yeah. the end, you know? But but this, like the physical battle that they undertake is so underwhelming that it makes me angry every time. Yeah. Every time. I mean, I get it. It's very... So there's this line that George Lucas uses in like the behind-the-scenes stuff of The Phantom Menace when he's trying to justify his really dumb decisions. And he goes, you know, it's... Uh, 
this happens here because it happened in like in the next movie, and it's it's like a poem. It's like they rhyme, and I feel like that's what Wes Craven was trying to do. Like he was Freddy's right. Freddy's mm-hmm. origin is fire. Yep, and he ends this movie on fire. You're absolutely and right. what I think was probably Wes Craven thinking, Freddy's done. This is. They just did Freddy's Dead, and now I'm going to do one final iconic take on Freddy. Yep. And then that's the end of him. Sure. Uh, I skipped that he gets his e- an eel stuck in his eye. Yeah. Uh, and that he gets pushed and knocked down. Yeah. Which, not as much as the killer in Scream, but definitely more than an ancient But at least the should. killer in Scream is a person. Or persons. <laughs> It's not spoilers for screen. It's not two people like in a donkey costume or a horse <laughs> costume the, in one scream outfit. Okay. Uh, you don't know that. Uh, I guess I don't know that you're right. They're back to back so that you turn it around. It's, it's like one is a smiley or face. One, and one's one a is on the other shoulders and the, uh, the one that's walking is always doing like the Russian dance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Shaggy's on top. Shaggy's on top. Uh, yes. I, like I said, I, I, I want to put that on a t-shirt now. I still, uh, I stand by what I said before, which is, I think that all of the concepts and everything, his trying to dissect the genre and what Freddy is and what Freddy's become cultural wise is awesome. Um, you know, there, there's scenes where like Robert England is like, has a hundred people begging for his signature mm-hmm. and Heather Langenkamp's just like, can we fucking leave? Yeah. Uh, and I think that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, however, he misses the mark when it comes down to any kind of actual horror happening or action. How did Robert England doing it playing Robert England? Uh, I think Robert England playing Robert England was his most subdued and believable performance other than Freddie. Nice. He's not as good as playing Robert England as he's good as playing Freddie. <laughs> But he did pretty good playing Robert Englund. <laughs> no, I was wondering what your grade. Do you on agree that would with? The, do you agree with me? Yeah, I thought he was good. Uh, except when he looked at the painting, that was kind of dumb. Oh but yeah, because because that's not him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else to throw in for New Nightmare? I don't have anything. I stand by my original statement. It probably would have been good if I saw it in like 1993 or whenever it came out. But. Yeah. But now it's doesn't, underwhelming it, it or dated. Doesn't hold up. Yeah. Okay. Um, how about a bridge here? Take it to the bridge. Do you got one? Oh, I thought you. I thought that was me trying. No, I think my no. bridge that I had earlier was going to be Norm Macdonald because I just watched that show hmm. yesterday. And Netflix didn't enjoy recommends it. that I watch that, and I might. Can try it. But I, Chevy Chase is on one of them, and I really don't like Chevy Chase. I uh, apparently I tried. Chevy Chase is really trying to get back into acting, and nobody will fucking work with him. Uh, he's a horrible. I watched a half hour of the David Spade one, uh, and I watched. What is your opinion on David Spade? Um, he was more enjoyable to listen to than Norm Macdonald. He's great in Just Shoot Me. He will always have a special role in my heart for Tommy Boy and Black Sheep. Yep. Uh, and he was good on, on his like weekend update stuff, like his skits there. Sure. I don't know. I don't know about David Spade. Um, I guess you can watch him and Norm Macdonald duke it out and tell me which side of the fence you fall on. Hmm. I feel like I'm very 
without watching it, I'm currently very much a Norm McDonald's yeah. camp. I watched uh, half hour of that, and I watched 15 minutes of M. Night Shyamalan mm-hmm. on it. Uh, and that was awkward because M. Night Shyamalan is like, I'm here to do an interview to talk about things, right? Mm-hmm. And Norm MacDonald is like the 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 TV show is basically a podcast. Well, he has it's, a podcast. It's it's just them sitting and trying to bullshit. But like mm-hmm. M. Night Shyamalan isn't friend. Like at least David Spade knows him and is assuming you're friends with him or at least was friendly at times with him, right? Yeah. Uh, they at least have a past or whatever. But M. Night Shyamalan is there like, let's do this interview. But that's not the vibe, you know? Uh, I'm interested to see the one with Lorne Michaels. Because I think Lorne always hated Norm. I remember a long time ago, like, Lorne Michaels fired him and basically sat down. And he literally said, I don't think you're funny. Mm-hmm. You're fired. Yeah. I think that that almost happened before, but other cast members saved him because they thought he was hilarious. Yeah. He's... You know, I think this term gets thrown around a lot, but I think he, more so than anyone I can think of, represents a comedian's comedian. He can make comedians How's laugh. your five minutes? How, how's your tight five coming? Uh, speaking as a comedian, so you can say that. Yeah, how's your tight five coming? Speaking as a comedian coming? who has never been on stage. Uh, Are you pulling up your tight five? No, I'm, I, I keep notes. I feel like I added one recently. I know your definition of notes, by the way. Mm-hmm. Or no, I know your definition of outline, so I don't know whether I, what I believe your notes are. Uh, here's a bit that uh, hits home a little much for me. Okay. Uh, we're getting, this is the first time I've asked a bunch of times for part of your type five, well, and we're going to get a, it. This is literally just a premise, and I need to work it out. But the gist of it is, I feel like the only reason people have cash today is either to buy drugs or eat at an Asian restaurant. There's no other reason to have cash. And I need to work on the joke part of that. Oh, you need to get cash, by the way. Yeah. Okay. I need to get cash for tomorrow. I, why can't you just take? Why can't you just have the cash app? Why can't you have PayPal like every other human I being? I have PayPal. Why? You told me not to PayPal you. No, I said don't re-download PayPal. Because the, the last time you got PayPal, I thought you only downloaded it to give money to me. Yeah, but I think I kept it on my phone. Oh, well, yeah. Then just PayPal me. Use the cash app. It's like secure. Anyway, <laughs> Cash App is from Square. I trust. I trust Square. Did you see that Elon Musk interview? I don't know that I trust him anymore. No. He got one on Joe Rogan, smoked a blunt, and got all weird, and it killed their stock prices. Hmm. It's funny. Anyway, uh, Scream. Distracted That's by text. That's not funny. <laughs> Your type five you realized isn't funny? It's not my type five. These are just random <laughs> notes. Uh, let me go back to my read and make me notebook and this note. And okay. All right. So Scream. Give me a synopsis. Scream is a slasher movie. That's it? I mean, the whole premise is that it's a slasher movie revolving around fans and that follows the rules uh, of a slasher movie. Sure. Good. Uh, I thought my my synopsis was funnier. Overall thoughts. Uh, I mean, it's kind of a classic for a reason. Yep. Rewatching it, I think I realized that 
The opening 10 minutes and the last about 25 to 30 minutes are great, mm-hmm. and the middle isn't. Really? Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about this. Uh, so I think... No, it's not not great, but I feel like it's more boring than I remember. Okay. But maybe it's because I knew the twist was coming and I was just waiting for it. To I think that's revealed. part of it. I think as I'm watching it, I feel like I appreciate it almost more every time I realize how well everything that they do is done. Mm-hmm. Like they set up so many red herrings that makes almost everybody plausible to be it, but also believable in what they're doing is you can see the reasons why they're doing it. It's not yeah. like you're writing a movie that you don't know who the killer is as a writer mm-hmm. until the end when you figure it out and you don't know why anybody was doing or where people were before yeah. all of these things you can watch and go through and watch it from any character's perspective or follow where they are, or what they're doing and you see why they're doing it. Yeah. Uh, and it's really, really well done. Mm-hmm. I also get, I also, uh, every time I watch this movie, I get a little, I don't know, upset might be dramatic, but it's, I don't think you could ever watch this. I don't think anybody that's watching this for the first time now could watch this and really understand how great it is. Um, and we'll talk about a couple in particular reasons why. Let me start with Drew Barrymore. Yes. Like so, the movie does. Yeah. Uh, I remember uh, this movie. I remember, Oh, Drew Barrymore is playing a college student mm-hmm. and Courtney Cox is a reporter. Yep. And I was like, this movie wants me to believe that Courtney Cox is that much older than Drew Barrymore. And then I looked it up. She totally is. Yeah. She's like 11 year, almost 11 years older than Drew so Barrymore. So the timing is... And I just think about this, about Drew Barrymore being like this... Uh, being For, forever older. 35? Yeah. Like... <laughs> like like, she's way older. She's, like, old Hollywood kind of at this point. Yeah. But that's because she started when she was four years old. Yeah. Um, so Drew Barrymore starts off the movie, and we get these classic uh, talking about horror movies and what your favorite horror movie is. But here's the reason why this is genius, is that Wes Craven cast Drew Barrymore, biggest name in the movie, mm-hmm. right? Put her on the cover of the of the posters and mm-hmm. everything, and is like, you're going to watch a Drew Barrymore scary movie. Yeah. And what's he doing in the first scene? He kills her. He fucking kills her dead. Leaves but no to be question. fair, that's psycho. That is psycho. Um, I think that's the point. Sure. Is that he was, you know, he was doing what Alfred Hitchcock did. Yep. Um, but it worked. Like, you, you yeah. watching, you're, you're thinking this is a Drew Barrymore you, movie. You, you market the movie as a Drew Barrymore movie in 1996, and people are going to go see it. Yes. Oh, by the way, also Nev Campbell is in this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yep. Uh, so what's wrong? You just had like a weird body moment. Uh, you I, had to step away from the microphone. It was like, could have been a burp, but I squelched it. Mm. Squelch sounds dirty. It's a weird word. Uh, like squanch. I squanch my family. Ugh. <laughs> it's a Rick and Morty reference. I don't. Okay. Uh, where was, where, 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 Okay, so we meet We're our, at the very beginning of the movie. So we meet our cast of characters here, right? So you have Matthew Lillard, who's kind of like the the annoying Please, kid. shaggy. Uh, the annoying guy in the, uh, actually he's not. He's supposed to be the annoying one. Jamie Kennedy, however, is the annoying one who's supposed to be the nerdy one. Mm-hmm. Skeet Ulrich is the handsome boyfriend to Nev Campbell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, what's her name? I don't remember the other girl's name. 
I don't either. Uh, the blonde one that dies yep. at the garage door. Uh, anyway, so we're so as we're watching this, uh, uh, we they're killed, and then you start seeing their interactions. All right. So if you haven't seen Scream and you're listening to this, 100, percent you got to go watch it. But we know that Skeet Ulrich and Matthew Lillard are the killers together, right? Yeah. When you're watching their initial interaction as they're going through, and Matthew Lillard is making these jokes that are that that a 17 year old kid would make, right? Like he's being offensive about the person that died and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's being a dickhead, and Skeet Ulrich is correcting him. And when you're watching this for the first time, or you're watching it as one of the girls or the friends, you're watching this and thinking Skeet Ulrich is getting annoyed by Matthew Lillard for being insensitive, yeah. and you realize that's not what Skeet Ulrich is upset about. He's upset about because they did do it, mm-hmm. and Matthew Lillard is alluding to the fact that they did do it. It's played really, really well. It's written really well, and you can completely see it when you're watching for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's true throughout. Like Matthew Lillard makes jokes when they go to Blockbuster. That's the same kind of thing. And Skeet right, Ulrich it, keeps getting annoyed at him. Yeah. And then like at that point, he is Skeet Ulrich is the because uh, Shaggy and Jamie Kennedy are talking. Uh, and Jamie Kennedy alludes to the fact that uh, Ryan is that, is that Skeet's? Yeah, let's call him Skeet. Skeet, Skeet, Skeet. Uh that Skeet is uh, like the main suspect and has a girlfriend and also he's like chatting it up with the ladies over there. Yep. Uh, and how like offensive that is. And then Shaggy goes in to defend him and obviously because he's the killer. Yes, exactly. They're on the same team. Um, so Nev Campbell's father uh, has has left he's went out of town on a business trip mm-hmm. um we end up with pretty quickly i think at this point uh nev campbell gets attacked right and this is when we meet ghostface for the first time yeah okay and i want to talk about this so when you're when you see ghostface now in 2018 mm-hmm. you see that and that's the scream killer to me, it's a scary movie killer because I saw that before I ever saw Scream. But sure. Okay. So, but I knew. But that's what it is. Here's the thing, and I don't think that anybody under our age would know. When this movie first came out, I was so annoyed and pissed off that that was the killer because, like, as a somebody even that young that liked scary movies or whatever, you want to know what the what they look like, right? Mm-hmm. Like what what they look like, how iconic they are, how cool they look. That's yeah. going to be a big deal. This mask, there's nothing that equates to what this mask was when we were kids. When we were kids, this mask was the mask that you got when your parents took you October 30th to go look for a mask in the store. The point is, it's the most generic-ass costume ever. Yes, there's nothing, I think, that equates to that anymore. It is just the single most generic thing you could ever get. Mm -hmm. This is the mask that you had when your parents didn't Mm -hmm. love you. Sure. Um, but, but now people watch this and they just assume this is the mask. So when Harry, Henry Winkler says like, you can get this or Dewey says you can get this at the five and dimes, every five and dime store, mm-hmm. uh, that was completely true. I remember that seeing that and just throwing that away. And you'd see that kid that was dressed up like this on Halloween and you'd be like, that's the worst costume ever. Like it's the equivalent of putting a sheet over your head is what it was on a, as a commercial product. Being a Klansman. <laughs> or a ghost uh 
But I don't. I'm a scary ghost. That's something that I don't think that you can watch now, knowing what this is, and really take home for how how clever and how genius it was to use this. Yeah. And and it sucks because the popularity of this turned into that. To that. Um, did you you just recently watched this? You said within the past couple of years, right? Yeah, I think it was last Halloween. Did you watch this knowing or feeling like that was a generic mask, or did you watch it? You you, you watched it thinking it was a scary movie mask, right? Well, but no, you, I but knew, you knew it was from this, right? Well, I knew that it it was like generic I saw bullshit. that at Halloween. I yeah. I went to cheap Halloween stores. We didn't sure. have much money. Yeah, so you know, I you're saw like that I around. was this costume for four years, <laughs> and my uh, mom loved me. Damn it! I remember going as I had like uh, scythe and like this purple cloak that went over your head and like it had a uh, fabric in front of your face that like was like one way you could see out but you couldn't see in so i was like a a specter yeah that's the closest i ever got to having this costume sure um so that's one thing that i think is really hard like you need to watch this movie going back in time Mm-hmm. Um, so she gets chased around by Ghostface, and then Skeet Allrich pops through the window, and you're like, "This seems too convenient, right?" Yeah. He just chased him away. He's here all of a sudden. I'm kind of thinking this boyfriend might be the guy, right? And, and then, then a cell phone a pops cell out. phone pops out, right? Yeah. And I'm sure that if you were 16 watching this today, and she reacts like, "Why do you have a cell phone?" the the 16 year old now just giggles. Yeah. Look how dumb this movie is. But that was like, a f- I remember I was watching, I watched this movie with Ben for the first time. Okay. And we were both like, holy fuck, he has a cell phone. Like that was a huge plot thing. Yeah. Because no 16, 17 year old kid had a cell phone in 1996. Right. Like, there was no reason to. There was no reason. And financially. Because they were just phones. They were, Yeah, they were just phones. And financially, yeah. it would have been. The cost would have been huge, not only to buy one, but also to use one mm-hmm. would have been very, very expensive. Yeah. So that's a huge, a huge plot point that I think is going to get disregarded or laughed at. Sure. But to me, watching it a year ago, I look at that and I said, oh, this movie is trying too hard to make him a red herring. That's obviously what he is. He's just a red herring. I agree. But I think... Th- that it was trying to do that, right? Yeah. So I think that that it said. Uh, so as as you're watching this, you're like, all right, it's way too early for this really to be him. So obviously, I can disregard him, mm-hmm. um, because you're trained to know that that there's no way the first person is ever the one that does it. Yeah. And Jamie Kennedy even says that later, right? He basically lays it out and says he he hid in plain sight. Yeah. Uh, which, again, is really clever because it's going one step more than the audience again mm-hmm. by telling you what it's doing. Yeah. Um, so those are the big two for me is between the cell phone and between the mask. I really wish you could watch this in a with a time machine. In, in 1996. Yeah. Um, that. Keep going. Oh, uh, I want to talk about scary movie. Because the whole time I watched this movie, the only thing I thought about was Scary Movie and how fucking accurate it was. Okay. How much David Arquette, like how much Doofy is Dewey. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, having watched 
scary movie. Because when I watched Scream last year, I just watched Scream, you know? But this time I'm going with some analysis and my brain kept going back to scary movie. And I never got in scary movie having not watched Scream. The fact that the killer gets beat up all the damn time in that yeah, movie and does. everyone's just kicking his ass. That's because everyone just kicks his ass <laughs> in this movie. It made me. It makes me love Scary Movie even more. Yeah. Even for all its dumb gags and everything, mm-hmm. th- th- how accurately it skewers this movie, I feel, is, 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 a, is definitely a positive, a notch in its corner. Sure. The notch in its corner? I don't know. Uh, Some... Uh, axiom metaphor a point somewhere for some reason yeah uh something that annoyed me that happens at least twice in this movie mm-hmm. once by the police officer that first responds to nev campbell okay. and the second time is by henry winkler himself uh three times because henry winkler does it twice well isn't dewey the first one that shows up uh dewey i'm sorry so i said police okay, officer yeah. but dewey is they hold the mask up so dewey is holding the mask i found this evidence that i'm tainting and he's looking away but he's holding it up at eye level so it greets her like Mm -hmm. that is really fucking stupid henry winkler does it to somebody else and he does it to himself yeah henry winkler holds it up spooks himself with a mirror because he's holding the mask i just want to say emmy award-winning henry winkler yeah (laughs) he just won an emmy this past week Good job on you. Good. Congratulations. His first, his first Emmy. Um, he's another red herring that they set up well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because they've got two kids that dressed up like Ghostface, and he goes through this thing where he threatens to kill them, and he's running a knife across them. So you're like, of course that could be him. Yeah. But they take him out relatively quick, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's the other thing it does really well is, like, they give you somebody, and then they fucking take them right away. Yeah. Um. So this was a movie that Marianne recommended, and I... I try to be a good boyfriend and I try to, whenever she recommends something, we sit down and we watch it. I try to get into it. Um, and it's not always successful, but that's the mode that I was watching in the first time I watched it. So, uh, I was totally into, he's just a red herring and I totally thought, Oh, and like it could totally be the principal. Mm-hmm. And then was shocked when he was killed. So so quickly after that, um, so the first time I watched it, I was totally with this movie, 100%. Um, and I feel like that's why I still think that it is good. Whereas, having not watched it, I always thought it was overrated. Okay. Uh, but after watching it, I see that it's probably properly rated. <laughs> that was like the most disparaging compliment that you could give it. Like, <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> like I don't you're, think that was a you're like begrudgingly agreeing that it's good. You're like, oh, I suppose it's acceptable. Yeah. That is what you sound like, by the way. I, I <laughs> had new knowledge and I updated my views. Mm-hmm. That's what you should do. Okay. Uh, so as we progress, we end up. Uh, Courtney Cox is getting more and more involved. Right. We still have the red herrings uh, going of the father. Could be the father. Mm-hmm. Could be the cameraman. Right. They don't really set him up. But the reason that I said the cameraman is because that's the way a lot of these movies work is that's just He's somebody just that's background there character. throughout. And then all of a sudden he pops up and they're like, oh, that was his dad is the reason why he's killing all these kids because his dad got axed, even yeah. though he was. Uh, what was the one we watched? What was the one with the kid who got axed? Friday the 13th 5. That's what yeah. I was just referencing. OK. Yeah. 
uh exactly so that um and then you have jamie kennedy who's the one that's he's into horror movies right so obviously it could be him mm-hmm. uh and he even says like of course if this were a movie i would be a suspect and he is in your mind right he gets taken out yeah um and throughout they keep going until it is revealed holy shit it is skeet all rich the whole time mm-hmm by the way, combining our two conversations, uh, years ago on Saturday Night Live, uh, David Spade used to do this thing where he'd say, hey, so-and-so, this thing called, they want this thing. Mm-hmm. And he, the one was, hey, Skeet Ulrich, uh, Johnny Depp called, he wants his DNA back. Yeah. And I was like, I always remembered that. I was yeah. like, that's pretty good. He's, he looks like uh, Johnny Depp and Crybaby throughout this whole movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. So you're like, holy shit, it was him the whole time. We had already dismissed the fact that it could have been him. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. It's two people. Oh, my God. It's Matthew Lillard also. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these reveals have been great. I love Matthew Lillard's performance in this. He, like, he is my favorite character in this entire movie. And that's the thing. I remember. Uh, and I hate him until the reveal. Yeah, I he is my least favorite character until the reveal, and then he becomes my most favorite character as he slowly bleeds out. He's he bleeds out, and my favorite line in all of this is when he's like, "My mom's gonna be so mad at me," because yeah. he's <laughs> because she called the cops because he's a murderer, <laughs> and all he's concerned about is his mom's yeah. gonna be mad at him. Um, I just yeah, he just whines like, "You cut me too deep, man." <laughs> And she's, uh, she's like, I get, you know, because the big reveal is uh, Nev Campbell's uh, dad, or no, mom, had an affair with his dad. Yes. And that ruined his life. Yep. So that's Skeet the Skeet Allrich's, not Matthew Lillard's. Yes. Yep. And so she's like, okay, I know why you did it, but why did you do it, Matthew Lillard? And he's like, I'm, I'm a follower, man. <laughs> Pure pressure. Pure pressure. <laughs> Uh, I love at one point uh, Skeet Ulrich tells Nev Campbell she has to die because uh, her deviant behavior mm-hmm. led her to have sex with a psycho. Yeah. And he's talking about himself. And mm-hmm. I'm like, the parallels with the with the slasher movies are, are, are written so well. But not only that, even if this was just a slasher movie and didn't have anything to do with the fact that it was about slasher movies, yeah. it would be good. But you, it, it has that extra level of there um this is it's it's got to be one of the best slasher movies made yeah as a guy that doesn't like slasher movies yeah 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 exactly um yeah gargle gargle did you see the wes craven cameo i don't think i like this i think this is too much I feel like I remember it, and now I don't remember it. Uh, Henry Winkler like sticks his head out in the hallway, and Wes Craven dressed as Freddy Krueger is mopping. Okay, I don't remember that, but maybe I do. I don't know. Yeah, so he's dressed as Freddy Krueger. I feel like I remember something standing out, and now I just yeah. to- when you actually said it, I don't remember it. Yeah, so he's wearing the full Freddy outfit, minus the glove, mopping, and it's Wes Craven. Hmm. All right then taint good they also diss freddy at the beginning uh well he also compliments he, he, he himself. compliments himself and disses all the rest of them yes yeah. exactly which is funny i'm googling west craven cameo right now and i'm assuming I, it's going to show up quickly mm-hmm. and uh 
like this title is 10 brilliant Wes Craven cameos. I don't feel like this is particularly brilliant. Oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, It's just so jarring. That's my thought. Okay. Anything else for scream that we missed? Uh, when Jamie Kennedy and Matthew Lillard are outside and they're blaming each other, uh-huh. and she just closes the door and says "fuck you both." Yes, that's the right answer. That is the right. That answer. is the right. You answer. have a heroine here that uses her head, mm-hmm. right? She's not a dumb bitch. Yeah, she's not going the wrong way. Uh, I really like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Stu was the best. Uh, I have a note there. I know I said it already, but I just want to say it again. Stu, the, the great thing about Stu is he is the the friend that is annoying, and you know he's annoying, but he's likable enough that he can get by with it, as opposed to Jamie Kennedy, who's just a fucking obnoxious twat. <laughs> okay, so uh, Skeet Ulrich and Nev Campbell have sex, and then she's talking like, hey, you know, who did you call while you're in jail and stuff? And he's like, you still don't suspect me, right? And she's like, no. Then the killer comes in and stabs him. Yep. And so he's vindicated he wasn't the killer. Yes. So then uh, later he comes out of the bedroom and is like, hey, baby, and then falls down the stairs. Why would he take that fall? That That bothered me. Like, why... Why would he throw himself down the stairs when he could have just stumbled down them convincingly and well, collapsed still, at the I end? I don't know. Um, I mean, they were obviously had the plan. They were committed to doing it. They were going to yeah. take stabbings, you know, to prove their, yes. their case. But studying where to stab yourself to do the most amount of damage with the least, of light, the least amount of... Uh, damage? Like, no, I just said damage the, the twice. The smallest prognosis, I guess. I don't know. The the best prognosis. The safest, the most amount of visual damage with yes. the least amount of, of actual injury. damage. Yeah. Yes. To do all that research and do it, and to like research how to clone phones and shit, and then like threaten all that by like breaking your neck, taking a pratfall. I don't know. Yeah, I won't disagree. Good. Screamer, new nightmare. Scream. Scream. Uh, I think. That was like him trying out these ideas, and then he mastered them with Scream. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. We're on the same page. I would totally buy that, and I was thinking that last night as well. Yeah. Uh, next week? Next week. First movie. Um, so if there is a... I don't even know if I want to say B team. So what's the so the A team of horror, you got Freddy, Jason, uh, Mike Myers, right? Maybe Leatherface, he might be B team. Maybe. All right, let's let's roll with him being B team. And um, so B team, you got that. You got Evil Centibite. Dead. You got Evil Dead. You got you got Pinhead, right? Pinhead, yeah. Um, that, so those are the ones like everybody knows the top tier. Yeah. Then you get anybody that even knows anything about movies knows your B team. This is your C. So this is when you first start. You're like, I think I like horror movies. So who's B team? We just said B was was Pinhead oh, okay. and Leatherface, Evil Dead. I thought you were counting them at A. No, I was counting those as B. Okay, those okay. are B tier. Okay. okay, so then, so the next level, as soon as somebody's like, I think I want to know about horror. Mm-hmm. What should we watch? Okay. This is this is the captain of the C team. Captain of the C team. Yep. C so, C Captain C. Okay. Uh, if this one doesn't scare you, you're already dead phantasm 
So this is, yes, this is a thing that I have heard of. Yep. Uh, is this um, uh, Lovecraftian? Uh, not, not exactly. No, I would say no. From the director of The Beastmaster and Bubba Hotep? Mm-hmm. Isn't Bubba Hotep like a recent movie-ish? Yeah. Yep. So this is just a, a horror classic, yeah, so it's a, it's a later release. So I think it's like 1974. Okay. Is that right? Uh, let me look. 1978. Okay, so close. Uh, dude made it when he was like 21 or 24. Super, okay. super young. It took him a long time. Don uh, Coscarelli? Correct. Uh, also, in 2016, I believe, Okay. they just came out with Phantasm Five, starring okay. the same people. Nearly 40 years later? Yes. But that guy's old already. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> like the staying power of that is incredible. Yeah. So we have an old man, a casket, a screaming woman, because that's required on every horror, uh, and a boy, uh, and a shiny ball with like pitchfork things coming out of it and they're bloody so phantasm is, is like about the ball right the okay. ball seems like the iconic thing uh-huh. that i remember so is is the is the theme of the night going to be c level team uh no theme of the night's yeah. going to be cascarelli uh, okay although i like your c level idea yeah because my thing would be like i think pumpkin head would be c tier uh Reanimator. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Those would be good ideas. God. Yeah. Maybe the werewolf from Werewolf in London. Basket case would be C. Do you know? Have you ever heard Basket Case? Uh, <laughs> yes. That was one that I flirted with. Um. I have tried several times to watch an American Werewolf in London. Yep. And never finished it because it scared the piss out of me too much. Sweet. Next week. All American right. Werewolf in London. <laughs> Good. So what are we going to see with this? Uh, I don't you know said, what the old man's about, but I know it has to do with like a killer ball uh, that I assume is of some sort of like interdimensional or alien or some sort of otherworldly origin. Good job. Good. Next movie? Next movie. Second film. Oh, so you did this as well? From the director of Phantasm and Bubba Hotep. It's so weird that it's like Phantasm and Bubba Hotep. Bubba Hotep is like a mix of Elvis Impersonator and ancient mythol- ancient uh, Egyptian stuff, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Why is that like the thing on all of these DVDs? Because <laughs> uh, it's popular. Here, here's a fun fact. Hmm. Joe Lansdale, who we watched Cold in July, he wrote that. Okay. Wrote the original short story for Baba Hotep. All right. Then. So the same guy that wrote this revenge thriller wrote the story about Elvis faking his own death, living in a nursing home, fighting a mummy. Cool. <laughs> you know, uh, the next if we ever do another Doctor Who one, there is a mummy one that's that's pretty good. Yeah, that's a more recent one. Three dudes I've never heard of and Paul Giamatti. Uh, in John dies in the end, at the end. Excuse me, John dies at the end. 
uh, writer of the book for this uh, is David Wong of Cracked fame. The guy that, so you, you know, Cracked, you mm-hmm. know, David Wong wrote the book that this is based on. All right. A punk rock Ghostbusters has enough trippy and original ideas for 10 movies. That's not a compliment. <laughs> has enough trippy ideas for 10 movies. We smashed them into one. We 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 saw Stakeland, and we thought that was great. So, uh, so what are we going to see with John dies at the end? So, uh, it looks to be aliens. It looks like this might be a response to uh, maybe this is this is maybe a response to Men in Black or something like that. Okay, uh, because it's trying to be like cool duo takes down an alien force or something they're like bros i don't know this does look like a spaceship or something on the back so i'm gonna go with aliens here's another another poster Mm -hmm. so you can get some more ideas what do you see there uh orange and yellow (laughs) no i mean i see paul giamatti's face and a bunch of stuff from the back just arranged differently uh, there's a black guy with a giant shotgun. Oh, there's some sort of weird fly creatures and some sort of... Mm. Have you ever seen... Uh, <laughs> you're, you're doing a terrible job explaining that when you just went... Have, mm. Yeah, because I'm trying to come up with the words. Uh, so, you know a starfish has okay. its stomach in the middle and yes. its stomach can detach? Uh-huh. That's what these things are, but with eyes. Okay. And feet. They're they're starfish stomachs with eyes and feet. Got it. There's so, also a dog. So what's this movie going to be about? I think it's going to be about two bros trying to hold back uh, an alien invasion with a shotgun and an axe. And a, I nailed that on the first try. Did you see that? That was good. Yeah. And speaking of nails, a baseball bat full of nails. Nice. Justin, what else you got for us? What's your favorite scary movie? 